Hey guys, welcome back to your mom's favorite place to be. We're your hosts, Edward, Anthony, and Noah. And we are in the fourth season of the Hooligan Hangout, your one-stop shop for entertainment news and movie reviews. That being said, it's time to hang 10 with your top entertainment news of the week. All right, so um, if y'all didn't notice, we're back. We didn't take a break, we promise. Um, We live in Texas. If you didn't hear, there's been a major power outage. If you live in the U.S., you've probably heard it. There was a major power outage because of the freezing, freezing cold temperatures. And if you know, Texas is not a cold state. So, yeah. Yeah, We got an kicked in the crotch. We really did, and it hurt really bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we missed maybe like a week and a half of news, and... It would be no problem any other week, but this week we actually had a lot of major news come out, so I kind of mixed in both. So yeah, we're going to get right into it. Um, First off, um, they just announced HBO Max. um, There's an adult animated Velma series that's going to be made by them, and Velma's going to be voiced by Mindy Calling. Oh, adult Adult animated what series? That's what I said. Adult animated Velma series from Scooby-Doo. Velma. All right. That's going to be a little weird. But okay. There and it's there's rumored there's not just Velma like they're trying to make a Scooby Doo series an adult oriented series. Mm, and I I'm wonder just, how that's gonna go. That's like, the, what direction are they going for? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to think of like cartoons like you can compare it to, but I don't know because it's just gonna be weird because it's always. Have been you seen show. the uh, right. the Mike Tyson mysteries? I feel like it's gonna be something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, actually, <laughs> I can see that too. I just hope they don't do something weird, like over-sexualize her or something. Oh, you already know it's going to happen several times. Because it's an adult anime film? I don't know, that, but that's the latest. Uh, Netflix has announced a new live-action series based on Wednesday Adams from the Adams Family. Why Wednesday? Uh, I mean, she's... The horse's name was Friday. She's one of the main characters, but I find I don't know because I don't see this as a live action series. I mean, I guess there was a one back in the day, but still things can be a little weird. I don't really trust Netflix lately. Anyways, I never trust Netflix. <laughs> I gave up. <laughs> gave up a long time ago. We all did. Um, Paddington 3 is officially in the works. No thanks. I didn't, enjoy that movie. I didn't enjoy the first one. There was a second su- Paddington? Yeah, I thought... I'm surprised I didn't know about it. It was pretty big in the news. Um, it was... The, like, I look, even looked this up. It was the most reviewed movie to stay at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Paddington Excuse 2. Excuse me? Dang. Yeah, it did really good. Sounds like we gotta watch it now. No, no thank you. Just to watch Paddington 3, yeah. <laughs> no thank you. <laughs> totally down. All right, now we're going to start getting into our some of our bigger news the rest of the way. That was big, big news, but this is big news. Uh, first off, uh, Paranormal Activity is getting a reboot. It's in development from uh, Christopher Landon, um, ready to write the script. Um, he wrote Happy Death Day, and uh, the latest was Freaky. Those, and he also wrote the four previous Paranormal Activity films, which those films are pretty garbage, so yeah. Well, I'll definitely take it. I can see that being pretty good. Okay. I hope it's not. But are we going to talk about how, like, how boring does Hollywood have to be with ideas? Like, how do, much how much of a lack of <laughs> ideas is there for them to be remaking a series that started in 2007? It's not even that old. 
and they're already right. rebooting it. Like, how bored do they have to be? That, that's why horror's that's why horror's been pretty bad because there's not much, many creative horror and this up there. Is why currently. I hate the horror genre. I just wish they were creative, like the '90s, '80s. Um, crap. I was gonna say something else about it. Uh, oh, I hope that it's not because it's a reboot. I hope they don't do the same thing where it's a first person, not first person, like just from a camera's point of view in the movie. I hope it's more serious. I like those cut types of movies, though. Honestly, I mean, I just I think like it limits the well. movie. Yeah, right. I think sometimes it limits the movie, though, and I thought it really limited it the last like I couple. One of my favorite movies uh, was uh, no, um, the one where the, the kids get superpowers. Oh, Brightburn. No, no, God. Uh, oh. Chronicle? Yeah, Chronicle. That's one of my favorite movies, and I love the way that it's shot like that, too. I think it helps add depth to the story. I've never seen that movie. You really should. Dude, it's so yeah. good. And uh, I liked Cloverfield. That's what I was going to say. Ooh, I have seen Cloverfield. I enjoy that. That's the only Cloverfield movie I've seen is the first one. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Jordan Peele just got some more news on his new secret project. He just casted Kiki Palmer. I don't, I'm not sure if it's the lead role. I'm gonna assume it's the lead role because she's a pretty big star. But um, and know. obviously, just sorry, I was just gonna say, just like us and his his two previous us and Get Out, um, this whole thing's gonna be pretty much kept a secret until his first trailer comes up, which I like that he does. Dude, me too. I really Whatever this that. is gonna be, I th- I feel like it's gonna be really good. The last two movies he did were great. Yeah, I love them. You guys know that Ben did not like Get Out very much. Well, really? really? Now I was talking to him about it, and he just—I feel like he just didn't understand it. I and I can I, call Ben oh, out man. on this because I know for a fact he doesn't listen, so I can tell him he smells. I—I <laughs> I really like to get out. I mean, I liked us, but Get Out was a better movie, and I, just, I think it was be- the better of the two. Yeah, just all around, just the whole premise, the theme. Because going into it, I didn't even really, even from the trailers, you don't really understand what's going on. Right. So just to, to see yeah. what he was able to do, it was just insane. All right, I have That's to bring I it up him to doing... him again. But I remember we had like this really long conversation about it, and I just feel yeah. like he didn't understand like why I enjoyed it or why most people enjoyed it. He just couldn't like wrap his head around why it was yeah. good. Yeah. That's funny. But um yeah, that's that's about it. I guess we'll see what his new project is. I hope it's another horror project though, because he does really good with that. He's one of the, like we said, the previous piece of news, he's one of the actual creative heads in the horror genre. Um, Jesse Plemons is going to play the lead investigator of the Osage murders in Martin Scorsese's new film, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, which, if y'all don't remember, he also casted Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro in it. Um, And if y'all don't remember the plot, this movie will explore the serial murder of members in oil-rich Osage nation, a string of brutal crimes that became known as the Ring of Terror. I am always down for a good murder movie. There's been a lot of those lately. I'm always down. I feel like that's why everything is lately. I'm always down for a Martin Scorsese movie. True. Except for the part where he's like rap music, not real music. Oh yeah, and he said, "Did he? Is he the one that talked about Marvel too, or like superhero movies? Yeah, it's like superheroes aren't real movies either." (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. 
this next person is really excites me. Like I was like pumped up. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is going to play the lead role in Ari Aster's next film titled Disappointment Boulevard. Um, if y'all remember Ari Aster, Ah, I can't talk. Ari Aster is one of my favorite directors right now. New directors. He wrote um, The Witch, uh, Hereditary, and Midsommar. What'd you just call me? <laughs> you <heard> me? <laughs> Wait, so what is the what is the role going to be? Uh, I'm not sure yet. He's also mm. pretty secretive about his movies. Mm. Yes, we'll see then. I like when directors are secretive oh. about it because that means they have less... like public influence on their work so it really comes out a whole and and that intact and that's why most of his movies are very interpretive like art in my opinion they're just a lot different than any other films all right so this is a big piece of news for i believe anthony because you haven't really played it edward uh pedro pasquale and and Belly, Bella Ramsey have been cast as Joel and Ellie in HBO's series adaptation of The Last of Us. I was right. You did so, say his name Pedro Pasquale uh, instead of Pascal. I just needed like solid proof. <laughs> Pascal, Pasquale, Pascal. Pascal. With the I know where no, you get like, all from. <laughs> I don't know. I say it fast and then I just it just rolls off my tongue. Anyways, how do y'all feel? Uh, I know you're kind of excited about this. I really am. I'm honestly not pumped about it. I don't I don't know. Wait, for the roles or for the show? For the roles. Okay, so I think acting chops wise, talent that like this is some of the best casting you could have done, but right. talent wise. Look wise sure. look wise, I don't think Pascal fits the um part. The more I've seen Photoshop, the more I've seen pictures, I just don't think he looks the part at all. I don't think the girl does. I can see them... The put- girl with the big old forehead? <laughs> I can see them um, making the girl work, though, more than I don't Pascal. know. They, they also don't give out the right vibe to me, either. Like, I don't yeah, because... Uh, well, mm, well, they were on Game of Thrones. They know some dark shit. <laughs> yeah. but He looks too innocent, I feel like, for Ellie. I could see that. Nah. That makes sense. Uh, oh, look, look wise, yeah. But yeah. what she's acted in, like Game of Thrones, she's got the part. I don't, um, I think they're going to, they can spruce spruce it up a bit, obviously. Well, but We'll see. Yeah. I don't know how dark they're going to go with the shows, my thing. Hopefully, pretty dark. Yeah. I feel like it's a, I feel like the story could be really dark. I don't think you, I don't think you can match, like, they need to get that dynamic between Ellie and Joel, but, it needs to be dark, like right. the world. Like they need to understand, like this thing. And Just, um, when we get there and review season one, I haven't played the game, so I'll get a fresh, unbiased opinion on the show. Oh, that's true. That's true. If we think it's shit and you think it's good, then I don't know. I know it's just y'all being game biased. We'll see. Uh, Marwin. I'm sorry, Marwin Kenzari. I think that's how you say his name. He was Jafar. He played Jafar in the live-action Aladdin. Uh, he was now cast in a secret role in Black Adam. I am assuming it's going to be the villain. Really? He's a really good actor. I like him. I don't know what he would do in Black Adam, though. I'm just taking a guess. Why do you um, think he's the main villain? Oh, what if just the main I feel villain like... of that be the wizard from Shazam? Technically. 
I don't think they're going that route though. I think they're going more um with Black Adam, like more ancient in his like in the very beginning. Okay, like I figured with him they would do just a quick one off movie where it like gives his background leading up to him being locked up. I don't know, because they have a lot of um, people casting, like, as his family members and stuff, like, like old, old, like, origin, origin. So, sounds like they're trying to do a slow origin movie for Black Adam 2 or something. They're, they're, not, they're not trying to rush this. That's why I'm saying maybe he's the villain or a one-off, because I don't see, I don't know if he'd stick around. You never know, man. You never know. Yeah, because, I mean, they didn't say he had a contract or anything multi-year contract but we'll see okay and finally our last piece of big news um sasha cowell from the young and restless has been cast as supergirl in the flash movie i did see that that i feel like that that's a really good casting i do too i like the casting what edward thinks that it's gonna take away from the flash i've been saying this every time they announce new stuff that they're adding i'm like god please no <laughs> It's funny because it's either going to be really cool and good, or it's going to be god awful. There's not going to be an in between. No hope, and I'm kind of sad because the TV I show went south, and I just got. Well, I think they, I think they don't really butcher the movie. Well, the reason I don't think they can pull it off, Anthony, is because Ezra Miller's the freaking the wrote Direct, it. He wrote the script. He wrote it. He. I did forget about borderline that. directing it. <laughs> I think he go he co-directed, but yeah. Same thing. Also, he helped make it. Based on news that came out today, that's important to me. Is they got a Blue Beetle director finally, so they are in fact still doing something with the Blue Beetle movie. That's good. Yeah, they got Angel gonna... Manuel. I never really knew who Blue Beetle was. I know you're going to save it for next week, but it came out today, so it still counts, Noah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that, that's okay. Because we have a lot of. I had like four pieces of news come out just today. <laughs> Jeez. That's what I'm saying. But um, like you said, I'm actually really excited for that. Finally get some Latino representation. I'm excited too because he's directed nothing but Spanish movies from what I'm pulling oh. up on his thing. So that makes me have a lot of hope for him bringing in like culture and stuff into Spanish culture. Yeah, dude. Mexican culture. I'm so excited, dude, because I want to see what exa- exactly what they're going to do with Blue Beetle. I, now we need to know who's going to be cast as Blue Beetle. Me. I am Blue Beetle. <laughs> Flying around. <laughs> 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 that is your uh, hang 10, hang 11 for the week. And we're going to go right into our game, which is Score Streak. And this is. Nope. Next week's the last one. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so if you guys don't know, this is our game that we are playing for this season. Basically, what we've done is each of us would grab a couple movies, uh, find reviews on off of popular websites like Metacritic, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and the other two have to guess what the critics gave the movie. So, mm-hmm. since I fell so behind in points... There is no hope for me winning, so it's a battle between Noah and Anthony. So I am the all-time host for the remaining episodes to see who's the ultimate winner. And if I do remember correctly, if Noah messes up once here, uh, he loses forever. Unless it's a tie. Well, yeah, but he can only hope to tie after this episode if he messes up. Exactly. Uh, Would you, since it has been a while, give us a quick reminder on the points before we hop into it? 
Yes, so right now I have 15 points. Anthony, you have 19 points. Ooh, okay. And how many movies are there going to be? Sorry? Four. Four. Okay. No, uh, it'll be close. You have, to get a, you have to get a perfect in order to time it after this episode. Yeah, but if I get two and you get two, then I have to get perfect next week. So I still have a chance if I at least get two. Yeah. No, I have to at least we'll get three if he wants to win. If he gets two, then he has only he's only able to tie. Then I die. Yep, we'll see what happens. All right, so for this first one, off of Rotten Tomatoes, we have the 2020 Mulan live Ooh. action. Ooh, I heard that was a bad movie. Fun fact, I watched it and I actually enjoyed it. Really? Hmm. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't really give it my own review, but you know, you know. Okay, I think I have mine. I think I have mine, too. All right. All right. Three. Two, one, go. 43. Oh, whoa, that's a big difference. Anthony, what did you say? I said 80. And Noah, you said 43? Mm Mm-hmm. Did it really do that bad? I'm sorry, Noah, you lost bad. This one got a 73. Dang. Really? I heard a lot of bad things about it. Well, the audience gave it a 49. I told oh, you. Oh, so the audience I, hated it. I enjoyed it for what it was. It was it, definitely a darker version of the movie, and I did enjoy the the take on it. No, I just I just heard a lot of people complain about um what they did with the character Mulan. Like what? I don't remember. It was something about her culture in the movie. I haven't seen the movie, so. Oh, well, I wouldn't know much about the culture part, but I just know that it was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. All right. That's okay. That's okay. The next one is coming off of IMDb. So no, it's so, okay. So it is a one to ten with decimals. Okay. The IMDb. We got 2013's 42 Jackie Robinson movie starring Chadwick Boseman. Ooh. Ooh. I think I got it. I will say I did really love this movie too. I, I love it too. I picked a lot of movies I enjoyed pretty much. Okay, I got this. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one, go. 7.1. Noah got the point. It was a 7.5. Let's go. IMDb, IMDb sucks. <laughs> it does, because that was a fantastic movie. If, when IMDb gives The Dark Knight an 8.8, that's when I know they're pretty shitty. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. The next one coming off of Rotten Tomatoes, something that we just reviewed not too long ago, The Little Things. Oh, that's a good one. I think I know what it is, maybe. Um, Okay, I'm going to go. Sure. Got it. Oh, no. 57. No, it was closer. It got a 47. Whoa, I was 10 off. Why so low? Anthony, we told you that movie was trash. It was very average. You never gave your review, that's why. Oh, right. Dang, you're right. Well, now you can speak your piece. What would you give it? I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. What would you give it? Uh, I'd give it an 8. Understandable. Not really, but all right. I don't give it a five, but 
It was. Well, I think it was. I think. I think it was a five. We said it was like not groundbreaking, really. It's just kind of average. Yeah, it was pretty whack, honestly. The audience score gave it a sixty-five, though. So, I mean, hmm. there is some salvaging, I guess. They probably only did it because <laughs> they like Denzel Washington. All right, so it looks like this is it, Noah. For the t- for the win or for the ability to tie? Oh, it actually is. I wasn't thinking about it. All right. Off of Metacritic, one to a hundred. Are you serious? <laughs> Dude, Metacritic sucks. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Metacritic, so, uh, one to a hundred. Mad Max Fury Road. Oh my gosh. In Metacritic, uh, they don't do points, right? Decimals? No. Okay, one to a hundred. I thought they didn't. One to a hundred. All right. I think I have it, maybe. I hope. I just don't know if Metacritic likes it or hates it. Like, that's, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Three, two, one, go. 84. 60%. Noah can win it. Let's go! Got a 90 on Metacritic and it was labeled a Metacritic must see. You, Seriously? I knew it was a good movie. I just didn't know if they like really liked it or not. Because I don't use that side a lot. Yeah, Yo, baby! Thank God, because if I hadn't at least made it interesting next week, it was going to be boring next week. Yes. Now Noah appears to have to caught up. Next. It is now 18 to 20. Let's go, baby. I'll see you next week, Anthony. Yeah, guys, make sure to tune in next week to see who wins this season. On this new episode of Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see who takes the lead, because at the moment, we all have one season win. So who will break away? Oh, yeah. Sorry, the total, I have 18, Anthony, you have 20, just to put in perspective. Pressure is on Anthony to choke away this lead, because he did have a pretty big lead going going off. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Don't choke, Anthony. You should pick some hard movies. Oh, I am. Trust me. <laughs> it's going to be a doozy, boys. Let's go. I'm not worried. Famous last words. Not that I'm <laughs> rooting for anyone. I'm the unbiased host. Meet me out back. All right. Well, now that we're done with the game, we're going to hop right into our sponsor. All right, so this week we watched Judas and the Black Messiah. It's on HBO Max. It was directed by Shaka King, you know, starring Daniel Kay as Fred Hampton, <laughs> Lakeith. <laughs> what? Say it. Lakeith Stanfield as William O'Neill, Dominique Fishback <laughs> as Deborah Johnson. And the description reads Offered a plea deal by the FBI, William O'Neill infiltrates the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party to gather intelligence on Chairman Fred Hampton. Who is Daniel Kaluuya? <laughs> yeah, him. <laughs> so, I feel like this is... Hopefully, most people know the story, or, or at least something about it. Based on history, yeah. Right. But uh, we'll start off with the three-word game. So, Noah, you want to go first? I guess I don't have a choice, do I? No, you don't. <laughs> okay, I said... Um, Sad, incredible history. Because whenever I watch these type of movies, they just, um, not not they don't make me like emotional, but they just they make me really sad. Just yeah. seeing how it was back then, just, right. it's, just it's 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 repulsive seeing how they 
treated people of color. But um, obviously, it's an it's a good interpretation. The movie's also a good interpretation of history and what was going on, like with the Black Panther Party and Fred Hampton, who's a lesser known than like Martin Luther King Jr. and other um, revolutionary leaders. Yeah, right. Um, Edward, I'll go ahead, and I will say uh, it's a painfully truthful story. It's just one of those things where it paints a really clear picture on, you know, how our country was functioning, how it partially still functions today it is one of those things you're like dang it it, yeah it just like really helps open eyes yeah that's fair yeah i said um different but great perspective because i feel like you don't really see the side of you know which side like from who from william o'neill's side Oh, like someone on the inside. And right. And yeah, yeah, a rat. Right. That's probably one of our best three word games. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay. We'll start off with uh, three positives. Okay. Let's go first on those. Uh, I'll go ahead and go Let me first. see. All right. All right. So we're going to start with something that I usually start off with. And that was that this movie was a really beautiful looking movie i feel like the mm-hmm. the way they chose certain shots the way they did some of the chem work it just really really uh it was really artistic with the way that they went about it yeah i agree yeah totally agree it looks really good i even i love these type of movies too because it'll show like um actual like um projections oh, of like old tv programs or you know what it, what it was like on the news yeah and i just feel like that's just one of those little details and stuff that like just go really underrated that i feel like you know just really especially with uh yeah and especially with like o'neill's interview at the end and the beginning Mm -hmm. i loved that i'm I'm honestly kind of i don't know i was like surprised about the interview personally really what do you mean like what he's what he said or what what do you mean like what he said or that they included it that they included it, but I'm I'm glad they did. I feel like they did it really well. I feel like that was one of the only um, reasons they could make the movie, though, because like he didn't really come out and tell that interview, right? About it all. Yeah, and that's another thing that I was gonna say is I really enjoyed how how brave they were in uh in the way they told the story, like most people use like a lot of the Hollywood storylines to kind of ramp up the way it felt. But, you know, I did some research on it too. And everything I found was like pretty accurate to what happened in real life, which is very rare to see in movies like this as well. Like there's very little like uh, hyperbole in, in the script and uh, what was going on. I can do bits yeah, the movie. Yeah. They told it as it is. Most of it was pretty accurate. And um, just, I mean, it's the sad truth, basically. Yeah, and they weren't scared right. to shy away from like some of the more grotesque stuff, you know. Like they weren't afraid just oh, to yeah. show you like what was going on. They're like, "Hey, man, this is exactly what happened. Like it or not, you're gonna sit and feel every painful moment of it." Yeah. And then um, my last one is <laughs> oddly enough, I love the the title for the movie and how it really like the title of the movie just summarizes 
how, how the plot like that the, if I were to describe it in like a short sentence says that would be like the best way to describe what happened in the movie you know I loved it a lot too because um well I mean obviously Judas is um O'Neill Black Messiah is Fred Hampton two others of the community it's just really nice hyperbole like you said yeah, that was that was my really just <laughs> my right, three positive. I just went kind of more broad with it, but I feel like there's just a lot more like broad to say about it, you know. Yeah, um, I'm pretty much with you. I um, great representation, like you said. Um, I did say e- each character in the Black Panther party they performed their hearts out with these roles. They really did. They really did. Yes, the acting was phenomenal in this. You can just you can really tell that um, just how much power they wanted to bring to the roles. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, God, I, I, I just loved the acting, especially by uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Is that there you, you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like the casting was amazing too. I yeah, I think it was an amazing casting. A lot of people though were kind of upset because. He was like, he was 21, you know, when he yeah. died. Yeah. A lot of people, because I was reading up on it, they were upset that the casting, he wasn't. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they did an amazing job with him. He doesn't look that old. Right. That much older. He doesn't. And I feel like that really didn't impact the movie as much as they probably yeah. thought it did. I mean, I was I was surprised when it said how young he died at, but I'll, I mean, it didn't affect me, the casting. Right. So that's weird that people are complaining about that. I mean, people find anything to complain about, though. That is true. Um, but um, I guess going off their performances, I said there was a lot of great and powerful scenes. Like uh, one of my favorites was when the Black Panthers were going to a meeting with, um, like, to kind of to shut down the southern the Southern Confederates that wave the Confederate flag because mm-hmm. they really helped explain exactly what the confederate flag meant to black folks back then it still means the same thing to them now that's oh yeah oh yeah that's but but i mean like um then i don't know why but a lot of people don't understand how how much like an immediate like a violent threat that it posed to them at the time like now it's just like one of those really disrespectful things to see (laughs) but back then it was like and you saw that and like you knew you were gonna there's potential for immediate like just getting shot or like violence and stuff coming out, you know? Exactly. That's why I hope people who are watching it, like really understand why that's so awful. Cause it's ridiculous. It's why they still don't like to see it out around today. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, um, I guess just, I liked the buildup of the story. I liked how there was a very, um, Dramatic. Solid build up. Like it wasn't like the, slow yeah, dramatic, or fast. Solid it was build up. Perfect to just. Well, I liked how the, it was a build up of the Black Panther Party, and it just showed mm. how strong of an influence Fred Hampton was, and then how once he went to jail, everything got destroyed. But then they right, they all rose up together as a community. They built it back up again. Like like they never stopped mm-hmm. fighting for their rights. And. In the end, he was saying that his son is now the chairman of Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the Black Panther Party. And then his wife is still running it too. Or they're running is it the Black Panther or they're running something else? I thought they were running something else. 
Was it something else? I don't know. I can't either, remember. I think they were running something else, but either way, yeah, so, yeah, they were, they're running something else that they're still helping. I thought uh, that. Um, I just feel like watching it, like the whole movie, it felt so natural, and I think it has to do with like the timing, like you were saying. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with the story actually being true. So they had a, they had their direction down, you know. But I feel like it was really natural watching yeah. it. This yeah. is one of those movies you just. You just you're just silent the whole time. Yeah. Also, I just looked it up and it said he's the president and the chairman of the Prisoners of Conscience Committee and the Black Panther Party. Oh, okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. I feel like the way they captured like the police and politicians of back then, I feel like it can still be related to today too. And the FBI agents. Yeah. It it a hundred percent is like you can still see that. The, the difference in the way that that they're treated like we just watched the the Black Lives Matter movement happen and then a riot of uh, Trump supporters happened and you saw the way both of them were treated extremely differently right right you we watch it happen right right in front of us it puts into perspective everything not just like from the past like racism still in America and it, it's honestly probably not going to go away, which is sad. Mm-hmm. True. The other thing that I loved about this movie was the music. Dude, I feel the like the sound- soundtrack was the soundtrack was amazing, dude. It gave me chills. Like when, um, when he died and the soundtrack was all dramatic. It's just sad. I love chills. that. Like that sounds bad, but I felt like that <laughs> really like performed well. Yeah, dude. And um, whenever he they got, I got chills whenever Bill, um, they were telling him to to kill Hampton with like um to drug him first. Yeah. And God, just the fear in his eyes, dude. Like he does not want to do it. He finally grew a connection with his party. It's crazy that like that. One thing to see it in front of you and then to realize that, like, this happened, this was actually what they were feeling. Like, this is like this straight happened. And yeah, it's one of those things where it just kind of it's like it's surreal. It's, yeah. There's no way to describe it. And like we said, uh, like we mentioned the FBI, like, they really wanted to get rid of him. And it's just because he, he quote unquote, is posing a threat. Which is freaking awful. True. Do y'all have any uh, negatives, flaws in the movie? Not off the top of my head, but I did watch this like a week ago. (laughs) Uh, Nothing like groundbreaking. If I wanted to be picky, I could say it was a little bit slow at the beginning, but I mean, it's really it. My opinion. What do y'all think? Yeah, I agree. People... It was slow to start off with, but I can see where it was necessary to build the groundwork for the rest of the movie to really take off and stuff. Yeah. Um, some people were saying, I guess, like, I don't know, historians or people that know more about the story itself, but they were saying that the movie doesn't really contain enough depth to, like, they're saying it downplays the main character. Um, both William O'Neill and Fred Hampton—they're saying they oh, downplayed it. That it didn't I have enough room growth into. 
I was about to say, I hundred percent don't doubt that they downplayed because, like, this is definitely something that that is extremely difficult to you know capture and portray on film in an yeah. accurate way. But I feel like in the time that they were allotted, that they did as good of a job as they possibly could have. Yeah, I was gonna say it's also hard to explain to explore the depth in one film. Yeah, like you're talking like months and years of uh, stuff that you have to portray in a couple hours. Yeah, because he was in jail for a while, too. Got to remember that. Yeah. How do y'all feel about them kind of splitting up the movie between the two? Uh, Fred and William? Yeah. I felt it was really natural. I felt like it was just the, the way to go. I was like, if I thought so. If too. you look, if you compare it to like religious stuff, because the whole movie was like based in like a religious allegory type thing, uh, it's yeah. it's like how they phrase it like in two different books, like how the Bible was like they split it up, you know? Right. Do you like? Do you like that he, that they did it though? Yeah, I thought it worked really well for the film. It's one yeah, of the strong points. I think if they would have done anything else, it wouldn't have been nearly as impactful as it was. It also made you feel like, um, cause like in the end, like it made you feel for Bill, cause of the connection he made, cause right. he he was just avoiding jail time. Like it's not like he volunteered to do this. Like they right. they told him you're going to jail or you're going to do this for us. Yep. What did y'all think of his interview at the end? Oh, the uh, uh, I thought it was sad. I don't know. I don't remember if it said it in the film or not, cause I was also researching. But he killed himself the night that it aired. Yeah. So I think he was just getting it. He was just finally ready to get it off his chest. And then um, obviously he's probably going to get a lot of hate towards him. So he was just like, like, this is it. Like, this is my legacy. Yeah. Yeah, It's just like, it's one of those things where you watch and you just like feel like you're the heartbreak with theirs, you know? Yeah. yeah, It's one of those things where it's really hard to watch and listen to, you know? Yeah. Sorry, guys, we're making it sound like it's a very sad movie, which no. it is, but it's also a really good movie. Like, you should, it's, like, audience, anyone should watch powerful. it. Powerful. Like, it's just really uh, powerful. Like, That's a really good word for it. <laughs> it's just, it's powerful and relatable to current day, too. Like, to have something that took place so, like, what feels like ages ago still be relatable is insane and is kind of gross honestly honestly dude yeah yeah when you put it in that perspective like it really didn't happen that long ago it's like it's not like we're talking hundreds of years ago (laughs) that's insane Uh, is that about all we got anything specific y'all want to talk about Mm, that's all i got i think that's all i got i think we're ready to dive into our ratings all right, perfect. And what would y'all rate it, starting with Anthony? I'll give it a nine. Okay, Edward. Uh, I'm gonna give it a ten. Okay. Right. And um, I will also give it a nine. So that is our rings for the week. Um, next week we are going to be ranking all of our movies for the season. It is going to be our season four season finale. So make sure you are prepared and ready for that. And we've also announced the winner of score streak and um, basically recap season, give you our initial thoughts, our 
ideas that are coming up for the future for season five. And um, yeah, that's about all I got. And, and, and. And. I don't mean to spoil anything, but <laughs> let's just say. That's all, folks. Keep an eye out for our social media and stuff because we may have a little award show going on and we'll definitely get some fan input on what wins what. Oh, yeah. If you if you listen to the pod weekly, you're the first to hear it. So, <laughs> right, Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed our podcast, make sure to follow and review to be notified when we post new content. And while you're at it, if you want to hear us talk about something other than movies, check out our YouTube channel. It's linked down below. And if you want to know what goes behind what goes on behind the scenes or want an early scoop on future projects, follow our Instagram and Twitter, which is also linked below. And remember, remember, remember say hi, say to, hi your to your mom, mom for us. us.